0: Wait, this is the remix. The Legal Lens is back at it again with Angela red I write Go tell a friend. Unions in the labor movement. Employment, law, and doing the right thing. Reparations and COVID-19. Voting rights. The insight is priceless. Can't be a late talk. You know we got it. Come on. Let's go. It's time for the Legal Lens show. Come on. Let's go. It's time for the Legal Lens show. Come on. Let's go. It's time for the Legal show. Come on, let's go. Let's go. It's time for the legal lens. Show come on. Let's go, let's go. It's time for the legal lens. It's time for the legal lens. Mix. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. go, the red eye. Hello, hello, KBLA Talk 1580 listeners. This is the first weekend of August 2023. Can you believe it? This summer is going by so fast already. We're almost halfway through the summer. So it's August 2023, and this is the first weekend. And you are tuned in to the KBLA Talk 1580 Legal Lens with Angela Redock-Wright Show, where we bring law to light each Saturday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and each Sunday at 1 p.m. P.M. Pacific Standard Time. We're broadcasting to you live from Lemur Park, USA, which is part of the famous Crenshaw District. And guess what, folks? Destination Crenshaw is coming. And if you drive by the studio, drive by the area, Lemur Park, Crenshaw Boulevard, you will see a major construction project. And that is Destination Crenshaw, which is documenting the history of of African-Americans and other people of color in the Crenshaw district and the Lamar Park area. So we're super excited about that. Many thanks to J-Star for our Legal Lens jingle remix um, gets us going each week. Our guests today, they're like, we didn't know you had a rap song. Yes, I do. I am a hip radio show host. (laughs) And so thanks to J-Star for that jingle and that remix. We love it. You can follow KBLA Talk 1580 on all socials and you can follow me on all socials. At I am Angela Redock-Wright. And with KBLA Talk 1580, when you follow us, you get to hear about all of the other great shows throughout the week, um, what we're doing in the community, and how we are working hard under the leadership of our founder and visionary, Tavis Smiley, to bring you great content across the spectrum. And by the way, kudos to um, Dr. Tyrone Howard, who is a new host here at KBLA Talk 1580. Um, and he hosted a show on education right before mine and to his guest today, um, Charity Chandler Cole and her new book, Stranger Danger, um, an amazing show and you are bringing great, great content um, to KBLA Talk 1580 and we welcome you. Um, when you follow me, you can hear about the, the shows that we have coming up and you can also comment and give us your insights about the shows and what you want to hear more about because this show is all about bringing you the legal topics and legal issues that matter to you. In fact, the series that we have this month, which I'll introduce in just a moment, um, is all because listeners have been saying to me, Angela, we need shows on small business and startups and what we should know from a legal perspective. So I am excited about this series because it's based on the demands from our listeners. And we have a great, great set of attorneys lined up for you. You can listen to KBLA Talk 1580 today on the go. I know it's the weekend. You got things to do, people to see, got to enjoy this summer that is going by so quickly. So just download our KBLA Talk 1580 app on any of your listening devices and you can take us with you on the go. Um, And you can call a friend, call a neighbor, tell them, especially if they have a business or small business or a startup or they're thinking about starting up a business, call someone and let them know they need to listen to the show today, and they need to listen to the series that we have coming up over the month of August. You can actually give us a call today. Our guests are in studio, and these, I promise you, these are two of the top attorneys that do the work that they do. So you want to take advantage of their knowledge and what they bring to the table and their intellect. Um, and give us a call on our KBLA Talk 1580 power lines at one 800 920 one five eight zero. That's one 1580 So the month of July, we did a series that I loved as well. Um, I called it Freedom July, where we featured um, Black-owned law firms and solo Black uh, Black solopreneurs, African American solopreneurs um, in the law, and they share it with us the work that their firm does and how they each are doing some form of cutting edge work in the law and what freedom and having their own business and practice means to them. So thank you again to all of our guests from the month of July. I can't, I think I'm equally and perhaps as or more insight excited even about our series that we have this month um which is focusing on legal issues uh, for small businesses and startup businesses and this idea was prompted again by you our listeners but also we thought this was the perfect time to to focus this series because this is black business month um and we thought, what better time to bring a series of shows on small business and startup issues than the month where we specifically focus on and acknowledge the great work of Black businesses, the challenges that many Black businesses face in um, growing and building um, sustainable long-term businesses. And so in this month, we're going to focus specifically on the legal issues that um many businesses face. Of course, we can't cover every possible legal issues, but we're going to try to touch some of the high-level ones today, starting with corporate formation and business entity selection and other corporate considerations. Um, We also plan to do a show on intellectual property real estate issues, and employment law issues. And to help us kick off our series today, I could not think of two um, better attorneys to invite. Um, One I reached out to and he said, I have to bring my mentee, student, um, someone that works closely with me um, at the University of California, Irvine um, Small Business Startup Center And that the first attorney is someone I count a good friend and feel like I see him all the time because we're, we're, you know, both active on Facebook in particular, but we haven't seen each other in person in a number of years. And that is none other than my friend, um, attorney Daniel J. Alexander II. Your, your parents, (laughs) they, they were like, we want to distinguish, we're, we're creating a path for him. They got me with that one. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like you were going to run for president of the United States with that. Name.
1: <laughs> Good morning, I appreciate it, appreciate it Yeah, uh, it was interesting because I got, my, my family was upset I wouldn't name my son the 4th you yeah, know, but I didn't want to put that pressure on him, but I
0: uh, okay. appreciate it. It's, it's, a, it's an honor <laughs> to be here. Well, you have made them proud. And so I'm so happy to have you. And um, we're law school classmates. And um, he is a Daniel, as and I'll introduce him in the next segment, but is a leading corporate and business attorney and professor and lecturer at UC Irvine School of Law. And um, when I sent the invitation, he. Just um, immediately said, "Can I bring someone who's now a practicing attorney, but was a law student that I worked with, and it, he's also active in the the UCI small business startup, and that is none other than attorney." And he gave he told me how to pronounce his name, so I'm going to take it slowly. Um, Oluwa, oh no, yeah, Olu, Oluwa Toby is your first name. Oluwa Toby last name Agbel.
2: Emoche.
0: Agbela Moshe. Oh, see so you Almost. said. Really well. Speaking to the mic, yeah. I want people to hear you say it. You said it. it's
2: Oluwatobi Agbela Moshe.
0: What an amazing name! Does it Thank have a you. meaning? Yes. What does it mean? Yes,
2: Oluwatobi means our God is great. Yes. It's in the Yoruba language. Uh-huh. My dad is from Nigeria, and my wow. mom is American, so I'm actually. African American. Yeah, real, like real. really. When <laughs> we we'll use that term, you're the yeah, real thing. Absolutely. But I go by Olu for short. Okay. Yeah, well we're gonna
0: call you. you Olu just so I don't butcher your beautiful name and, and what a great, great meaning. God is trying. indeed great. Yes. So um as you can hear from their voices, um we have two great attorneys here today. They are going; they're both business and corporate lawyers, and they're going to help us um, focus in on some of the key issues and trends um, that small businesses and startup businesses, in particular, face, and the work that they do in their respective law practices, as well as the work that they do at UC Irvine School of Law small business and start, um, startup center. I'm going to call it UCI starting going forward for short. Um, so thank you all again. And let me just tell you, because we're doing this in honor black business month. Let me tell you, um, What, how Black Business Month originated? So, August is National Black Business Month, a time to recognize and support Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs across the country. The annual celebration was created in 2004 when historian John William Templeton, an engineer. Frederick E. Jordan partnered to advance the policies affecting 2.6 million African-American businesses and to develop greater economic freedom for black communities. This month, we reflect on the history of black entrepreneurship, It's impact on the United States economy and the resilience of the black community. I love that the resilience of the black community. So using that as a backdrop today, we'll talk about legal issues that small businesses and startups face. And you don't want to turn that dial. In fact, you want to call a neighbor, call a friend. Especially call a friend that has a small business, our startup, and tell them that they have to listen to this show. Give us a call on our power lines at 1-800-920-1580. And folks, stay tuned. You're tuned into KBLA Talk 1580. And as always, we have a lot to talk about. And what a great song to get us going on this weekend morning. That is, of course, Frankie, Beverly and Mays with Happy Feelings. And as those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know, we ask our guests who are some of their favorite artists. So Mays, uh, Frankie, Beverly and Mays, as it is for all of us, so many of us, uh, we love their music. So thank you for our playlist this morning. Let me introduce you to our guest week. This morning, we are talking or kicking off our series for the month of August 2023 on small businesses and startup businesses and some of the legal issues that they face. And helping us kick off that series, we have two attorneys today distinguished in their practice and in the work that they do. The first is attorney Daniel J. Alexander, um, who's the principal at his own law firm, Daniel J. Alexander Professional Corporation, which specializes in the transactional representation of startups, entrepreneurs, and small and medium-sized businesses. And I emphasize they're transactional because... He represents them in their corporate paperwork and negotiations and doing all the things except litigation. So then he might bring in somebody else for the litigation side. Uh, Daniel Alexander is also a lecturer and professor at UCI, UCI School of Law. And is the founder of the UCI Small Business Startup Clinic and gives leadership to that, along with his mentee that or he, participant, his one his mentee, um, who's joining us this morning as well. Um, prior to becoming focusing primarily on transactional law, um, Daniel spent 12 years litigating business disputes, so he knows it on both sides. Um, he of course is well decorated, has worked. Um, in the courts, um, has worked in house um, for corporations, and so brings a wealth of experience today. And um, I'd like to uh, mention that we went to law school at UCLA together. But he also said that his that he went to the makeup for undergrad Howard University. So go <laughs> hey, Bisons and go Bruins. <laughs> you know. interestingly, Daniel studied um, economics and Russian when he was at Howard. So Russian. that's a, another discussion. Um, and. Joining Daniel today, uh, we have attorney Olu Watobi. Agbel e- Emoshe. Agbel Emoshe. <laughs> so, those who heard it, the, you just heard him announce it himself, and he does it so much better. But we call, we're we going to call him Attorney Olu yeah, today. I appreciate it. Um, so, he um, focuses his practice on entertainment, intellectual property, and business matters, and also is a skilled litigator for mm-hmm. businesses and companies, along with entertainers and creatives. I loved reading that in your bio today that a big part of your practice focuses on, in addition to startups, like creative talent as well. So we get a lot of demand from those who are creators um, to bring in folks like yourself to talk about the legal issues they face. Um, He's uh, with a law firm called Sanders Roberts and before that he clerked um, for two years in the Central District of California Federal Court um, with Judge Virginia Phillips. Um, He is leading the way and is a graduate of UC Irvine School of Law and UCI undergrad and is a mentee, one of many Mentees of Daniel Alexander. So let's jump into our discussion, gentlemen. Um, t- Daniel, st- let's start with you. How did you tell us a little bit more about your background that leads to the work that you do today as a corporate and business attorney?
1: Well, like my bio said, I litigated business matters for 12 years. And one of the things that I saw in most of the cases that I tried was that the foundation of those cases was based upon faulty paperwork, mm. a poorly drafted paperwork, um, uh, things that were left up to interpretation in the contracts. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I wanted to focus my practice on representing my clients and creating the tightest contracts, the tightest paperwork that I could so that they could avoid litigation. Because mm. one of my, one of my experiences as a litigator is I felt that A lot of resources were being wasted in litigation, Mm -hmm. and uh, nothing against litigators. You guys do a wonderful job, but I just felt that I think my services would would be better um, focused on creating paperwork that would avoid litigation Mm. so that my clients could focus on their business and making money. I love it. So that's Mm. why I decided to to transition from the litigation to the transactional work.
0: Right, right. And then what's the connection to UCI Law School? How did you get there? So uh,
1: as you know, I was your classmate at UCLA. Um, When UCI started roughly, I think it was about 12 years ago, there was a lot of administrators from UCLA that came down to help start the school, mm, okay. and they knew that I was already an established lawyer down in, uh, in Orange County, so I was asked to be on the search committee to, to find the new dean. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I got started, and then um, I stayed as, a, as an advisory member of the dean's cabinet, and then um, our initial dean was Erwin Trimowinski, who was like a constitutional law rock star. Right. And um, during one of the meetings, I was sitting next to him, and I, and I told him that I had an interest in teaching. And so, um, you know, he asked me to develop a a class that I wanted to teach, and um, I sent him a proposal. It was a a class on teaching students applied lawyering and law firm management how to run small businesses in in small law firms because a lot of law students weren't able to get big law firm jobs, Mm -hmm. and they still wanted to be, you know, active lawyers. So um, I taught that for a couple of years. And then um, the business clinic, which was already established at the time, the, lead, the the leader of that clinic left and went to Rutgers. So I told Irwin that, um, you know, I would direct it at, on an interim basis until they found someone to replace them. Mm-hmm. And it's 13 years later. And oh, <laughs> and has was, it been that <laughs> long? I, well, 10 years later. I mean, but T-
0: yeah, I mean, I feel like it was just yesterday that I remember you announcing it right, and right. just talking about the great so right. And so I really,
1: enjoy, I really enjoy doing it because I want to create a new, you know, more lawyers to do this type of work. So mm-hmm. I think it's really important, especially in our community because you know, we're not seeking out preemptive legal advice. Right. We're right. always calling lawyers when we need them, when mm. something happens. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why, you know, I, I enjoy doing that work. And it's a lot more fulfilling than the actual work that I do, you know, bringing more lawyers to do that type of work. Yes, so.
0: yes. And then one of the things I admire in following you on Facebook is just all of the students, um, in particular African-American students, that you're impacting and mentoring. And yes. how, What's the number now of students that you, African-American students that you've, been I, can't, a part of their I can't even. Path.
1: <laughs> I would probably say hundreds. Um, uh-huh. I got a call yesterday from from Rod Shelton, another one of our classmates,
0: mm-hmm. Judge Rod Shelton. Yeah, Judge <laughs> Rod Shelton. The honor, Always proud to us. The, yeah. honor, the honorable Rod Shelton, <laughs> yes. uh, who
1: was uh, having lunch with a student that I had mentored years ago, mm-hmm. who's now a DA uh, down in San Diego. Wow. And so, I mean, there's there's kids that I've forgotten about yeah. that are out there doing things, but um, it, it's it's. It's way more fulfilling than any legal work that I do.
0: And one of those students is sitting right here with us. Here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so tell us how you and Olu became connected.
1: Tell
2: them how, Dan. So so when
1: he was a, <laughs> when he was an undergrad, I got a I got a call from someone at the law school that said, Hey, there's this you know, this black kid that's interested in, in coming to UCI. Can you meet with him? So I said, Yeah, fine, I'll meet with him. So I talked to him, we spent about thirty minutes um at a sandwich shop talking and he, he did most of the talking I did most of listening and and when we left in my mind I was like you know this kid's not gonna make it he's just, he's, he's just too all over the place okay and then two years later when I was starting uh, you know coming to class the first day of class he's sitting in the patio of the law school and he's like wow. hey remember me
0: wow <laughs> said, oh, he just he was in law school automatically
1: so we did we didn't talk within you know between that time that I first talked to him and the time he got to law school but then once you got to law school, we've been inseparable.
0: Oh, that you know, is so. wonderful. So you yeah. never know, right? You never know. No.
1: <laughs> you never know. So, I o- did pray for him, though, for those two years. <laughs> so I kept, that prayer I kept him in constant prayer.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, good. That prayer appreciate it. And Olu, are you from Compton? I saw you were a substitute teacher no, in Compton, I'm, which is my hometown. No,
2: I'm uh, from Cerritos. Okay. So. Okay.
0: Um, You're in the upper, yeah. upper South Bay. Yeah. <laughs> upper yeah. East Side. Yeah,
2: but I went to Gar. you know, so I knew a good amount of people from like Dominguez. And it was was like still kind of maybe 10-15 minutes. Okay. Away.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so when you met with Professor Alexander at that time and he <laughs> thought you were all over the place, how did you focus and get it together to, to decide you wanted to go on and become a lawyer?
2: Yeah, so I mean um, I came into college at UCI undeclared mm-hmm. so you know I wasn't all the way sure. Um, I was the first to go to like a UC in my family so mm-hmm. and my dad's like an immigrant so he was like you got into a UC you good to go, right? right but then right. Um, over time, as I started learning more, you know, I got really interested in, like, the civil rights movement and criminal law, et cetera. I decided, like, I could see myself being a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But over time, you know, UCI has, like, a very big um, computer science program, and I made friends who were doing tech, black people from L.A., and I started thinking more and more about, like, I knew I still wanted to do law, mm-hmm. but I got interested. I learned about intellectual property, mm-hmm. business. I started thinking, like, dang, I don't know. I know even less about this mm-hmm. than the stuff I feel a little more familiar with. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I started networking, trying to meet people. But I'm first gen, so it was very tough. But I networked the most I could. Okay. And um, I met Professor Dan Alexander. And, um, you know, I'm a, I am like to call myself a... A lifelong learner okay. so i was asking questions and that's the approach i took when i went to law school
0: okay you and know, when you were went to law school did you know you wanted to become a business or corporate lawyer
2: i knew I'd, i was definitely interested in it so okay. my approach was i'm gonna do everything that i'm interested in mm-hmm. and part of why i went back to uci was because of the clinics so mm-hmm. clinics for those who don't know is your opportunity to practice as a lawyer mm-hmm. as a law student you know um that's the only way you're really able to do it. So I met Dan. I knew, you know, I wanted to, I was very interested in what he did. So I, I joined the business clinic. I did the IP clinic. Um, I did some bankruptcy with the judge. You mm-hmm. know, I worked for the public defender in Compton mm-hmm. and Bellflower, closer mm-hmm. to where I grew up. Right. You know, I worked for the city of L.A. doing IP. Um, I worked at an entertainment firm. Okay. I was hustling. But so do you now
0: feel like you've land- landed on the practice area that's yeah. for you? Yeah. And now excellent. I know, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like,
2: oh, I love business law, entertainment, IP, because as black people, we create so much. You know, um, I've always known that we create so much and
0: right, the right.
2: whole goal is help help them protect it.
0: You raise a great point there. We create so much. And so back to you, Professor Alexander, you wanted to make sure that we protect what we create Absolutely. and that we document it and we have tight contracts. Before we do, in our next segment, we'll go hardcore into some of the legal issues that come up. But let's use this last couple of minutes to talk about the UCI Small business startup clinic, and I I noticed the emphasis on startup because when we talk about small business, we could be talking about right. all kinds of businesses, right? So you all specifically focus on startup. At the time when you took it over for interim period, what was the status, and where is it now?
1: Well, it was it was kind of it was it wasn't where it is right now. It was it wasn't as well known. Um, people didn't really know what services that we offered. They didn't know how to get in contact with us. So I made it. Um, I made it a point to kind of treat the clinic like it was my firm. So I kind of went out there on social media. I created uh, Instagrams. I I started doing um, you know partnering with other parts of the school. Mm-hmm. There's a center called the Entrepreneur Center. For those of you who don't know, UCI their their mascot is the ant eater, so everything has ant on it. So <laughs> entrepreneur is like an entrepreneur. So we started doing partnerships and and being a, pr- a primary source of legal services for entrepreneurs who are students at UCI. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as a student, you can't afford, uh, you know, competent legal services, you know, sense. for businesses yeah. and so forth. So um, we've created these partnerships. Um, now, you know, with the social media and some of the Internet um, uh, um, exposure that we've gotten, mm-hmm. we've started getting calls from, you know, the Bay Area. we getting calls from San Diego. Mm-hmm. So we represent clients from up and down the coast. And uh, the, the point of the clinic is really to offer... Competent corporate legal services to people who can't afford it, and mm. to give them an opportunity to get to that point where they can start to afford hiring private lawyers.
0: That's a great place to pause. We're going to continue our conversations uh, with two corporate and business attorneys, Dan Alexander and Olu. Help me out. <laughs> Last name. So don't turn that dial, and um, we'll pick up at the UCI Law Center, and then some other business and legal considerations for small startup businesses. Stay tuned. Yes, and that's James Brown. I feel good, and I hope you're feeling good on this weekend, and especially as you're listening to the two attorneys we have in studio today, um, Daniel Alexander and Olu. Agbila Moshe. Agbila Moshe, <laughs> attorney Olu. As we're t- I'm kicking off our small business and startup series for the month of August, today we're um, talking about corporate formation, business entity selection, and uh, some other considerations. So, um... Attorney Alexander was just sharing with us about the UCI Small Business Startup Center, what it does. Let's just close that out. Um, who How do businesses access um, services with the center?
1: They can contact the clinic office uh, via our, our website uh, UCI uh, ucilaw.edu edu um, on the clinic page um, but they can also if they google the UCI, Uh, Startup Small Business Clinic. They'll see my information. There's an email and number for you to contact me that way. Um, I have a lot of people that um, through word of mouth, a lot of former you know client uh, clinic clients that will tell people how to contact me. But if I'm very easy to find, if you Google me um, and and contact me, (laughs) I'll get back to you and and set an intake meeting up for you.
0: Excellent. And the um, the clinic is staffed by.
1: go ahead so it's staffed by students and myself law students law students mm-hmm. so all the all all the work is done by the law students under my supervision so the quality of work would be as if i did it through my private firm mm-hmm. but because i'm teaching students how to do the work it takes a little longer to do it it's almost like a teaching hospital right. for med oh, students love it. Mm-hmm. so so i'm teaching the students how to do the work so it takes a little longer to do but all the work is signed off by me and i'm a licensed uh, california lawyer so you're getting the same quality work you would get from uh from my firm
0: excellent and about how many clients do you all serve
1: we uh we're on a semester basis we usually have about uh between 12 and 20 per semester mm-hmm. and what we do is our our um, Time frame where we're engaged is from August to December, and then January to April. Mm-hmm. So if we don't finish anything in the first semester, we'll carry those people on to the second semester until we finish. Okay. And um, I have advanced students as well as as core students. The core students are with me uh, their first year, mm-hmm. and if they do well, I invite them back to be uh, uh, senior associates. I love it. Or mm-hmm. and so they can kind of help. With the work, you know, with the with the junior associates, so I don't have to take on so much. Right. Oh, right. uh, Lou was uh, an advanced student for three semesters with ah, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Superstar. He was, yeah, he was a lifer. My fir- Yeah. From, from I, I don't know him. if
0: he's going to make it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's Super interesting. Advanced. The
1: first the first semester that he was an advanced student, I purposely um, paired him with two very focused young students who who really pushed him. To be a good teacher and it leader, sure did. Okay. So, so it, it helped him learn how to manage people as well, right? Which right. I'm hoping is gonna gonna help him in his firm. Yes, no, it already yes, has for sure.
0: So, they're gonna provide the information for the UCI law. Startup, small business, and startup clinic. Um, toward the end of our program, incentive to stay tuned in. But um, the great thing about it is, you're also giving law students an opportunity mm. to get real experience. So, let's say someone, a business owner, comes in, a startup comes in. How? Do, where does the conversation start in terms of what the legal issues are, and kind of how you decide if you're going to work with? Well, that? we
1: we ask them what their legal issues are what they want us to work on mm-hmm. and then based on that we go through an initial intake we'll do some background information it might be someone comes in and they say hey we want to set up an LLC for our company mm-hmm. so the first reason the first question I'll ask is well why an LLC right. and I'll ask several background questions and based upon their answers a lot of times that LLC will switch to an S corp or a C mm-hmm. corp for whatever reasons so we go through an initial intake no matter what they want us to do mm-hmm. just so we get a full picture of what they're doing, what their what their five-year goals are, what their 10-year goals are, mm-hmm. so we could lay out a list of things that we think that they should do, mm-hmm. and then we go through and prioritize those and start, you know, knocking them off from, from one to, to 10.
0: Right, right. And that goes to the core of one of the things I wanted to talk about today, and Olu, maybe we can start with you. Um, he gave the example, they think they want to be an LLC. Right. And I get that all the time. People mm-hmm. have kind of a misperception about what an LLC does. Yeah. Um, but what are the different type of corporations yeah. or business entities a company can set up as? And what do you generally recommend for a small business or a startup?
2: Yeah, I mean, the classic lawyer answer is it does depend, <laughs> right? So, um, But, you know, like the way you really, generally speaking, is partnerships... You know, limited liability corporations, and then corporations like S corps mm-hmm. and C corps, right? So or sole proprietor, right? Yeah. Like, just so I didn't. Sole I, yeah. So I didn't mention sole proprietor because a lot of times attorneys are like, you you might want to be careful being a sole proprietor because mm-hmm. there's not as much legal protection. Um, it's more you're personally liable okay. for things that you're doing with your business as opposed through to through an entity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, typically what I saw in the clinic, um, which I was in for about two years, and even now is like um, LLCs are more, they're more easier to manage. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're kind of a mix between, you know, sole proprietor mm-hmm. and corporation mm-hmm. and that, well, partnership, sorry, partnership and corporation. There's also part- partnerships, but partnerships are like you're just kind of working with somebody who's your partner, but okay. they're still not legal protection. As okay. an entity. So okay. there's partnerships, there's limited liability corporations, which allow you to move a little more freely. Mm-hmm. So you just have your operating agreement. But a lot of times if you have, like, one or two people who don't want some, like, they want protection, but they don't want to, you know, issue stocks, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. or, like, deal with super mm-hmm. tax considerations, stuff like that, then they'll do, like, a LLC. Okay, And okay. then C and S Corp, that's more stocks, you know, considerations, you know, um, if you want investors, sometimes they want different types of stocks than regular people. Mm-hmm. That's generally speaking okay. the differences there. I mean, so, and it's
0: a Professor Alexander that yeah. put your professor hat on. So kind of take it from the top of, you know, there's sole proprietor, there's C Corp, there's, there's corporations, there's LLCs, a the partnership. Kind of what are some more technical ways to look at that and, and what do you find? When you're advising a startup, kind of what are the keys to helping them determine so, which so of one, these entities? One
1: of the things that, that I emphasize is staying away from sole proprietorships and partnerships because mm-hmm. they do not offer uh, personal liability protection. Okay. And when I say that, um, if if your business gets sued and you're a partnership or a sole proprietorship, all your personal assets are going to be are going to be at issue. If you get hit for a million-dollar judgment and you don't have a million dollars to pay, they can take your house, they can, you know, attach your personal bank accounts. But with an LLC and a a C-Corp and an S-Corp, they offer personal liability protection as long as you operate them correctly. Right,
0: meaning separating your personal from your your business.
1: Right, Mm -hmm. separating your funds, not commingling your funds and so forth. So as long as you do that, if you get sued as an entity – only the assets of the entity are at, at risk. Mm-hmm. So so that's why we really push towards LLCs and, and, and C Corps and S Corps. Now, if businesses are looking to grow and take on angel investment mm-hmm. or they want to go public down the line, they're gonna they're gonna ultimately wanna be a C Corp because mm-hmm. there's tax advantages for investors to invest in C Corp. So okay. they will they will mandate that you become a C Corp. Yeah. But you can start out you know, when when you when you establish a corporation, by default, it starts out as a C corp. Mm-hmm. But you do what's called an S corp election if you want to be an S corp, which is a small business corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a pass through taxation on that, so you're only taxed at one at one level. C corps are taxed at the corporate level and also at the shareholder level. So mm-hmm. there's a, a a chance that you can be taxed doubly. But if you have a very competent CPA, they can minimize that tax mm-hmm. liability. So I always work closely with. CPAs when I'm setting up entities to make sure that I'm not doing something legally that would be a tax burden mm-hmm. on the client. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, tax is its own thing. Yeah, tax is a whole other thing that you need right, to you right. need to be coming it up. But 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 ultimately, from a lawyer perspective, we want personal liability protection, but we also want you to have the flexibility to be able to do what you want to do in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people have business partners. So kind of where does that fit into so the entity selection? Yeah,
1: if you have business partners, you know, that you could come in as – uh, shareholders in the corporation, 50% shareholder, you know, 50-50 or 60-40, depending on who who's the quote-unquote quote, alpha partner. Mm-hmm. You know, they might want to have a, a bigger portion. You can also do that with LLCs. But we, LLCs, instead of having stock, they're called membership interest. Mm-hmm. And we talk about that in percentages. So it would mm-hmm. be like a 48% owner or 50% owner. So you can have a lot of people will think that they're partners, and they will call themselves partners, but they actually can have an LLC or a corporation and just have equal ownership.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends on the sweat equity, you know, like what you're saying. Correct. Like what you're contributing. As right, well. right. Right.
0: And but the uh, the great thing I like about LLCs is they have operating agreements, right? Correct. And so yeah, that yeah. kind of defines the relationship. Right. Yeah, yeah, operating yeah,
1: yeah. agreement right. defines the relationship, mm-hmm. and also the bylaws of corporations do that as well. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about LLCs, at least in California, um, you don't have to have annual minute uh, annual meetings. Corporations yeah. require an, annual it's meetings. More formal. For directors and uh, and shareholders. And then in the state of California, charges all entities eight, an $800 franchise tax just for the benefit of doing business in this beautiful state. Right, so, right. Yeah.
0: But that's worth it for the protection. Yeah, yeah, for the right? protection is worth yes. it. Absolutely. All right, we are having a really good conversation with Attorney Dan- Daniel Alexander and Attorney Olu. Bella Moshe. <laughs> stay tuned we only have a few minutes left and i'm sure we're gonna have to bring them back because they have such knowledge and gems of information but stay tuned kbla talk 1580 thank you for continuing with us on kbla talk 1580 and that is wu-tang clan with cash rules everything around me cream cream the the clean version (laughs) (laughs) and thank you again to our guests for our playlist this morning and i want to let you know ronnie from orange county we see you and we will definitely try to bring you into the conversation um attorney daniel alexander you were talking about um business entity selection what are some quick legal or pitfalls that you find that small businesses and startups kind of face the ones that you deal with (sighs)
1: I deal with a lot of contract disputes where people get into contracts that they don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that um, I implore all my clients and and anybody out there that's listening, please don't sign anything that you don't understand. Take the time and invest what uh, money it costs to have a lawyer review it because a lot of times you're signing things that are going to cause you economic problems down the line. Uh, that could be a, a lease, especially if you're a commercial lease. If you're a business owner and you're, and you're leasing building space, you know, understanding the difference between a traditional lease versus a, a triple net lease where you're paying for portions of the utilities and insurance and everything for the whole building. Even if you have, you know, one small suite, um, how you can get out of a lease um, the termination provisions. Just make sure you understand everything because a lot of the litigation, the business litigation that, that we pay for and, and, and spend a lot of money on is based upon either contracts that we didn't understand. So that's the biggest thing I would say. And then also we as a community, we need to 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 make sure that we're building relationships with advisors that we need. So if you're if in business, you need to have a relationship with a business lawyer. You need to have a relationship with a CPA Um, you also, another thing I ask all my clients is do they have an estate plan? Mm -hmm. You got to have an estate plan to make sure that, you know, you're taking care of things, um, on the back end before it happens. And also in business, there's what we call a business succession plan to make sure that we know, you know, if, if you want to get out of your business or something happens to you, is your business going to die or is it going to keep going? And through succession planning, you can make sure that your business continues even if something happens to you. So a lot of people are so focused on getting their business started that they don't think about that back end. And so I try to, to make sure that they at least think about those things, mm-hmm. even if they don't want to act on them. But I, I think that... As a business attorney, it's my responsibility to make sure they're aware of all those different issues.
0: Yes, and I'm guilty of signing, even <laughs> as a lawyer, signing things like cell phone contracts and everything, just thinking, oh, that's legal." legalese, yeah, just right. sign off on it. So thank you for that reminder. Why not LegalZoom? Or what should we be thinking about when it comes to companies like LegalZoom and so, other online companies?
1: So the Internet is a blessing and a curse when it comes mm-hmm. to business law because there's so much information out there and then so many services out there. LegalZoom is a wonderful tool if you know what you're doing. But I have about half of the corporations that I've worked on over the last 15, 20 years that I've been doing this transactional practice have actually been LegalZoom companies that people set up, and they, they figure once they file and set it up, they just put it on the shelf and they're done. But they don't. LegalZoom doesn't necessarily tell them that they have to do annual minutes. They don't tell them about the tax requirements. They don't tell them about the annual statement of information that you have to file with the state of California. So a lot of these companies end up becoming suspended mm-hmm. because they're not doing the things they're supposed to do, and then they have to end up paying me more to go back and fix those things right. than if they had just had a lawyer you know, set up their company and set up a timetable and calendaring for all these different issues.
0: Right. And lawyer experience in these issues as well. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, every cannot, lawyer doesn't do everything. Right, thing. right. And, I mean, and, some, they're general practitioners, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and a lot of times people in the public think just because you're a lawyer you're going to know every different area. Yeah. We do not know, I do not know criminal law so don't right, call me that. Right. <laughs> I stay in my lane but but definitely um if you're in business you need to have relationships with those those three types of people
0: Excellent. i think we have about 30 seconds let's take our question from ronnie and i it'll set us up for our next segment where we're going to talk about some issues <laughs> unique to creative um to content creators ronnie from orange county what's your question thank you for calling
2: yes thank you uh, this is about no compete i have an llc uh since 1994 i established it on juneteenth
1: my point being is At T-Mobile, I did sweat equity for 13
2: years in my LLC, and when I walked away uh, for my uh, change to another uh, wireless carrier, I was threatened.
1: My point being about the California uh, no-compete, because I was in Seattle, tell me, what is my strength? Because I wrote my own contract with T-Mobile, and they chose not to mess with me, because literally... The
2: director didn't know what the heck he was talking about. He wasn't HR.
0: Ronnie, I think we got the spirit of your question. We're going to go to a break, and then we're going to um, attempt to answer your question um, in our next segment, and we'll be closing out our next segment as well. Um, thank you, Ronnie, for giving us a call. We'll go into a commercial. Thank you. And helping to close us out today is Jill Scott with Lovely Day, her version of the Bill Withers song. Thank you again to our guests for our amazing playlist this morning. We're closing out uh, the first of our series on small business and startups. Attorney Olu, what are some of the issues that are unique to content creators that, that you can highlight in a minute or so? Mm,
2: you got to be very intentional and cautious about what you post and how you use it. You have to have like be conscientious of getting sued right um like dan said professor dan the internet is a blessing and a curse so like if you have like a trademark or you have like a brand that you want to use to associate with your youtube channel right you have to make sure that the phrase or the name or the logo is not like starbucks logo Mm. right or if you're putting starbucks in your content you got to be conscientious to not like be making money off of it Mm. right so there's like copyright considerations you might get a takedown notice if you like have something in there that you didn't license that's
0: happened to me before yeah so like there's Mm -hmm. like
2: stock there's like stock footage like Mm -hmm. websites you can go that's like this is in the public domain you can use this versus you know if there's a particularly litigious company or person they might sue you over something you say so
0: Wow, well, Stuff we'll definitely like have to have you back, especially to talk about issues unique to content creators because yeah. that's such a growing market. Yeah. So, Professor Dan, how do we stay in touch with you and the law clinic, okay. UCI Law Clinic?
1: UCI, um, Startup Spot Business Clinic, we have a Instagram. It's at UCI, Startup Spa, no, UCI Law, SSBC. That's our Instagram and our Twitter. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at dga 2 Law. Uh, you can also reach my office. I have an 800 number. It's 800-730-5691, extension 101. If you leave me a voicemail and mention that you heard me on this show, I'll make sure I get back in contact with you and offer you a free 30-minute consultation. Wow, um, that
0: is worth this wow. waiting goal. Absolutely. Okay. Listeners, if you heard that, definitely take advantage of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and on Facebook, you are, your personal Facebook, I, I think you're, you Used to be DJA Wisdom because you're always sharing. Well, that, sharing that's one of wisdom, my tags. Yeah, right. That's one of my tags is DJ so Two Long what Wisdom. what wisdom do you have for our small ups and startups today? Small businesses and startups as we close out.
1: Um, to have start have a relationship with a business lawyer if you don't have one, um, because it's important for your growth as your business. Because you don't want to uh, you don't want to strip uh, trip over legal pitfalls that you don't necessarily have to trip over. So, I would implore you to. Uh, if, if you can't find one in LA, you can give me a call. I'll try to find you one, uh, but definitely develop a relationship with one. Uh, Olu's right here in LA. You can give yes. him a call as well.
0: Attorney Olu, how do listeners get in touch with you at Sanders Roberts?
2: Yeah, you can email me at O A G B E L E M O S E at Sanders, S A N D E R S, Roberts, R O B E R T S dot com. Or you can uh, catch me on Instagram at Olu, O L U underscore the great T-H-E G R E A T.
0: okay <laughs> he's and, modest yes and by the way Sanders Roberts is one of the leading top African American owned firms here in Southern California so thank you so much Professor Dan and Attorney Olu Pre- Attorney Dan as well for joining us today and helping us to kick off our small business and startup series um, you've shed some great great information hope to have you back up next we have Talk Tech To Me with Cassie Betts and you don't want to miss her she has a great show we'll continue our series next week and I close out with the words of Louis Armstrong who celebrated a birthday this week he said Disbe- well he's in heaven or he's He's not with us anymore. He said, the best I can do is stay happy. So I know lots is coming at us, folks. A lot of challenges in life these days. Turn on the news, nothing but bad news. But try to stay happy. Try to maintain joy. We've declared this summer Black Joy Summer. So have joy, have happiness, and always keep a smile on your face. Signing off, this is Angela Redock-Wright with The Legal Lens Show on KBLA Talk 1580. And I'll see you next week.